0: This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. The mindless celebration of the anniversary of Vatican II continues in Rome, and dissenters to that celebration are being publicly hammered by professional Catholics working close to the hierarchy, and by talking head class people who really want to be part of the insider club in the hierarchy in the church. We're seeing this play out now while Rome celebrates the anniversary of a council that more and more moderate voices are coming out and stating in very plain language that the council was a disaster for the church and not that moment of renewal that we're constantly told that it was. So let's talk about this today because this is also coming amidst news that Francis has told a conference of bishops that functionally the Catholic faith is dead in the Western world and that it's up to Asia, of all places, to spread the gospel around the world. I hope that Cardinal Zen isn't too surprised by statements like that. Anyway, let's dive into the story. Professional Francis fanfiction writer Austin Ivere, who's also known for pushing his home parish around publicly using his enormous platform to do so because they dare to offer a Latin mass, has taken to pushing back against Cardinal Mueller's warning on Raymond Arroyo's EWTN show last week about the dangers of the synod of synods. According to Mueller and other bishops resisting the errors we're seeing emerge at the synod, the synodal process is in fact an effort to remake the faith into something else, something antichrist, it's a hostile takeover of the church to use Cardinal Mueller's words. And This is a fact that Francis apologists and the grifting class do not want to admit, regardless of how many national synodal reports call for functionally throwing out the body of Catholic moral teaching. Mr. Iveray took to Twitter to call Mueller and Arroyo the devil's duo and pushed an article from a pro-Francis modernist rag of a blog where it's claimed that Mueller and Arroyo don't understand synodality, nor do they understand the process that the whole Catholic world is watching at the moment. And he might be right, because no one actually understands what synod, you know, the synodal way is supposed to be. But this is all truly remarkable stuff. But then again, Mr. Ivory He's a propagandist of the worst kind for the Bergoglio regime in Rome, so it's of little surprise that someone as mild as Cardinal Muller gets this kind of venom from him. But such statements are especially revealing, given Mr. Evere's role in drafting the Continental Synodal Reports for Europe. Yes, Mr. Austin Evere, the official biographer for Francis, who called Cardinal Muller part of the Devil's Duo, is part of the process of drafting the synthesis document for the Synod of Bishops in Europe. Perhaps given his public role in working with the European bishops, he should refrain from attacking one of the most senior European bishops, especially in public. Just a thought, that's basic professional courtesy. Now, this all comes amidst the Vatican celebrating the opening of the second Vatican non-binding pastoral council's 60th anniversary. Francis is out there busy singing the praises of Vatican II and the supposed renewal of the faith that happened in the wake of the council as the church, according to Francis and the rest of the modernists in apostate Rome, a return to allegedly ancient forms of prayer and worship, a claim that has been so thoroughly debunked that it's frankly laughable that anyone continues to make the claim, but they continue to make this claim, even though there's literally no evidence that they, for anything they say. A very mainstream voice has risen in America to put to rest this notion of renewal in the church that has sprung from Vatican II. Ross thought published a piece in the New York Times of all places on this very subject, and his contention is that the Church has become shackled to an obsession with Vatican II since the Council, unlike any other Council and the rejection and the reaction to that Council in the history of the Church. We didn't hear this stuff about Council of Trent afterwards. Headline from the New York Times, how Catholics became prisoners of Vatican II. And we are prisoners of that Council without a doubt. Sixty years on from the start of the only council that seems to matter for the modernists in Rome and their mouthpieces here on the line, we are still subject to not only that council, but the demonic spirit that animated it and still animates it to this day. Mr. Douthat makes the case that this council had both liberal and conservative interpretations coming from the papacy from the 1960s until Francis's ascension to his current alleged po- post on the throne of Peter. He attests that a council, or a council at any rate, was needed, given the social upheavals of the era and the aftermath of that horrific war, that the church always secured tradition by using councils to re-present the traditional faith. Still the same faith, but presented in new ways that made sense in the new social environment and linguistic context. He calls this a quote-unquote reinvention of the faith. And I think that's a term he is using very carefully, because... The modernists are admitting they reinvented Catholicism. They're just using the term in a much more revolutionary way than Mr. Douthat is. But that's not the point that he's making. The author's point is that Vatican II was a failure for the church. The things have gotten significantly worse since the council. Quote, But just because a moment calls for reinvention doesn't mean that a specific set of reinventions will succeed. And we now have decades of data to justify a second encapsulating statement. The council was a failure. This isn't a truculent or reactionary analysis. The Second Vatican Council failed on the terms its own supporters set. It was supposed to make the church more dynamic, more attractive to modern people, more evangelistic, less closed off and stale and self-referential. It did none of these things. The church declined everywhere in the developed world after Vatican II, under conservative and liberal popes alike. But the decline was swiftest where the council's influence was the strongest. The new liturgy was supposed to make the faithful more engaged with the mass. Instead, the faithful began sleeping in on Sunday and giving up Catholicism for Lent. (sighs) Ouch. (laughs) The church lost much of Europe to secularism and much of Latin America to Pentecostalism. Very different contexts and challengers, yet strikingly similar results. And if anything, post-1960s Catholicism became more inward-looking than before. More consumed with its endless right-versus-left battles, and to the extent it engaged with the secular world, it was in paltry imitation via middling guitar music or political theories that were just dressed-up versions of left-wing or right-wing partisanship, or ugly modern churches that were outdated ten years after they were built, and empty soon thereafter. There is no clever rationalization, no intellectual schematic, no sententious Vatican propaganda The typical recent document references, quote, the life-giving sustenance sustenance provided by the Council, as though it were the Eucharist itself. They can evade this cold reality, but neither can anyone evade the third reality. The Council cannot be undone. By this, I don't mean that the Mass can never return to Latin, nor that various manifestations of post-conciliar Catholicism are inevitable and eternal, nor that the cardinals in the 23rd century will still be issuing Soviet-style praise for the council and its works, end quote. He makes an uncomfortable point for those in the traditionalist movement who think we can just undo Vatican II. The Second Vatican Council, it probably cannot be undone. He makes this pretty obvious statement that will be lost on most people, but he's right. Short of some kind of civilization restarting cataclysm that, wipes the board of the contemporary social order order and major players in world politics, which by the way, Catholic prophecy consistently all throughout history said is going to happen. (laughs) But given that Vatican II won't be undone short of that happening. Maybe the excesses of the council can be corrected, but that council is here to stay short of apocalyptic divine intervention, which is what some of us are actually kind of counting on to fix the errors in the church in our time. And not, not in a hopeful way either. We're just expecting it to happen. That is merely one of two views of the present crisis in the church. Francis made a statement recently about the state of the church, though that's kind of the counter to this. In addition to saying that traditionalists were sinfully disloyal to the church and the council, he basically stated that the future of the church lies in Asia and that the peoples of Asia will lead the renewal of the church and the faith. (laughs) Given what is happening to Cardinal Zen right now in the most powerful country in Asia, if not in the entire Eastern Hemisphere, That statement seems more than a little suspect, honestly. But that's his contention. That's the fruit of Vatican II because he's saying this while the celebration for Vatican II is going on. Headline from Vatican News Agency. Mid-claim of coming Asian millennium, Pope Francis tells bishops to discern Holy Spirit. Notice how this statement is framed in geopolitics. It's actually subtly revealing. Francis is often criticized for his deal with Cardinal Zen's home country and how the faithful have been suppressed in that country for a false church with heretic bishops who tell the laity to seek out the grace of the party instead of the grace of Almighty God. Now, we may know why Francis does this. He honestly believes that they will essentially dominate the world in the next millennium. That's an admission from him in this article, basically. From the article, quote, Pope Francis on Wednesday called on Asia's Catholic bishops currently gathered in Thailand to discern what the Holy Spirit is telling them. Marking the 50th anniversary of the founding of the Federation of Asian Bishops' Conferences, the FABC, more than 150 bishops from two dozen nations across the region are meeting in Bangkok from October 12th to the 30th. In his video message, Pope Francis said he wished, quote, in some way to accompany you in the work of fraternity and exchange of ideas that you will carry out. The Pope told Asia's bishops they had to answer the question of what the Holy Spirit is saying to the churches in Asia. F.A.B.C. President Cardinal Charles Mongbo said in a message published on the event's official website, The baton of interpreting Christ to to modern man and woman, I think, passes on to Asia. Yes, I strongly believe this is the Asian millennium. The F.A.B.C. was established in 1970 on the occasion of Pope Paul VI's visit to Manila, where he encountered 180 Catholic bishops from across Asia. Bishops at the time, Pope Francis said October 12th, quote, noted that the masses were awakening from fatalism to a life worthy of man. Culturally diverse societies were awakening to become a true community of peoples. This meant that the church in Asia was called to be more authentically the church of the poor, the church of the young, and a church in dialogue with Asian brothers and sisters of different confessions, the pontiff added, end quote. It is certainly true that the church is growing in Asia, especially outside of Cardinal Zen's home country. But to pass the baton of evangelization to Asia is kind of missing the point. America, Europe, South America, and Africa can all return to growth in the faith through actually a return to Orthodox Catholicism. Note that I'm not even really saying here that the traditionalist movement needs to be triumphant and get all the things in our long wish list of things that need to be done to restore the faith. The church simply needs to start teaching the faith again stop this alliance with worldly powers and promoting their false gospel needs to suppress liturgical abuses take care of the problems that cause the ted McEric problems in the church including those measures that will be extremely unpopular the world and stand up against the increasing errors of the likes of pastor jimmy martin of the jesuit church and his allies among the german bishops the flemish bishops on and on and on (laughs) he's got a lot of allies in the hierarchy but that's really it and it could be summed up in this simple phrase The church needs to start living preaching and defending the faith again regardless of the cost the church needs to defeat and and reject modernism and that's been the worst aspect of the post vatican ii era an unwillingness to defend and preach the faith in the face of an increasingly hostile world all in the name of opening the windows of the church to the world to let the wisdom of the world in it's time to close those windows for the good of the church and of the world and frankly no amount of playing footsie with secular values in the Synod of Synods is going to help fix the collapse of faith in the West that we've all witnessed since Vatican II. So, are you surprised by the pushback Cardinal Mueller received for telling us that the Church was undergoing a hostile takeover by the modernists? The very same modernists who refuse to acknowledge that Vatican II has been, frankly, a disaster for the Church. The same modernists who say that we need to just Vatican II harder to solve the problems caused, in fact, by Vatican II. Let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media if you can. That helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.